Hello, my fellow Braptonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast. Still a weekly podcast. We are on some kind of roll. Coda, don't look at me like that. I feel like you're jinxing us. Yeah. Uh, who are you? I wouldn't say like every seven days weekly podcast. I mean, but weekly podcast. Fiscal week? Does that yeah. count? A banker's week. A banker's week. Where we talk about the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber. And joining me on this two-wheeled... Whoa, let's try that again. And joining me on this two-wheeled adventure, the rhythm to my melody, Mr. Shaheen of the Knee. This is the rhythm of the brap. <laughs> oh, Baby brap. shark, do-do-do-do-do, oh, yeah. baby shark. We just shark. found out that is the most played video on YouTube. Period. Period. It's a scary thought. And it... Now that you sang like two words of it, it's going to be in my mind until probably next week when we record again. I feel like that's the perfect critique of our society. Boy, it says a lot, doesn't it? It's there, there's a lot to unpack there. Seven billion views. Yeah, seven billion. It's like seven beep, point, ba, 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 ba. almost seven and a half billion. God darn it! It's a lot. All of India watched that. No, actually, the whole world watched it. The whole world. Point. Yeah, the whole world. The whole world. At least one person, one time per person. I mean. I've definitely watched it more than once. So I've done I've done my share. What if we do Some our own other video? people are dropping the ball? I mean, I feel like everybody's copied that music at this point. So what if we do our like oh baby brat 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 brat? We start with like a Honda Grom and then work our way up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't wait for that lawsuit. <laughs> maybe maybe it'd be like a, a one of those super group videos where like everybody in the industry is in it. Mm. You got like Dominicali singing Daddy Shark, Daddy Brat. I would totally pay money for that. I would totally pay Dominic Kelly. Hey, you're going to do what with the baby shark video? No, no, you're out of your goddamn mind. In the wise words of Doctor Evil, how about no? You, you, you clearly don't have kids, bastard. Shaheen, how are you, sir? I'm great. What's new in your world? What have you been doing motorcycling? I've been riding my Aprilia around a lot more than I've been riding my motocorsa. My motocorsa. See what I did there? Uh, my it's called Ducati placement, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would you like a sip of Moto Corsa? I mean, Mountain Dew. I already finished my bottle. You did. I'm terrified. There's not a green glass sitting next to you. Yeah, there's nothing. So yeah, I've been riding the old Aprilia around uh, throughout all the rain and leaves that are everywhere. But let me tell you, a bike without traction or ABS is a lot of fun. And this leafy here, Portland. this is this is like the most dangerous time of year to be on a motorcycle, at least Terrifying. in the Pacific Northwest. I think it's going to obviously change depending on, you know, right where you are on the globe. But when it's cold and, and wet and icy, like a true winter, like you kind of know what you're getting into. Like, right. hey, it just snowed. Yeah, I'm not going out. Yep, gotta take it easy. Or like, hey, it's been a week since it snowed. People have been out driving and there's been plows and stuff. Like today was like the epitome of a fall bad. day. It started out rainy, sleety, nasty, ugly, and then now it's sunny and beautiful. And I'm like, I'm gonna ride the Aprilia. Halfway here, I was like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> this just leaves everywhere. The wet leaf thing, especially <laughs> like after like a couple of days when they've kind of broken down a little bit, that's mm -hmm. like ice. Hey, your driveway, by the way, is probably the scariest it's part of this. Fucking treacherous. I gotta get out there for rake. I think then, you're beyond rake. I think you need like a truck with a plow in front of it at this point. Yeah. That shit's stuck down. It's like super glued to the driveway now. Well, and I'm at the end of the driveway, so all my neighbor's leaves come down to my end. <laughs> the tunnel. And effect. they don't help me rake them. Uh, There's like, that's on your property line. I'm like, cool. Yeah, I can see the, you know, exact, nature. the exact line of your property line where you stopped raking your leaves, <laughs> like the passive aggressive 
person you are. Uh, you know, nature dictated that the leaves end up in your side, and that's uh, that's uh, uh, Jehovah's will. Yep, that works. It's an act of Gad under his eye. The Church of Brap made the Lord open. May the Brap salvage you. Blessed be the fruit. <laughs> Blessed be the wheelie. Have you have you seen The Handmaid's Tale? No, that's terrifying looking. Oh, you gotta watch it. I I don't have that time. Listen, the world as it is is you terrifying. I don't need to watch. It's so dystopian. More terrifying shit. It's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss at her best. It's a good show. Which is terrifying. It's a good show. It's gonna fuck you up, but it's a good show. Get on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chuck. <laughs> I've been watching a lot more cooking shows. I made some fried oysters last night. They were divine. I had fried oyster po' boy because, you know. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It was really good. I did. I hope so because it looked super gross. To I me. mean, if you don't like oysters, then it's fucking nasty. But I like, like oysters. oysters I just don't like looking at oysters. Yeah, it's like boogers. It's the oh, booger yeah. of the sea. <laughs> Damn, yeah, delicious. I don't want to think about put it some too tartar much. sauce in this motherfucker and slurp <laughs> it down with a shot of uh, vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ann and I may have eaten two pounds of oysters last night. That's oh my god, really? That's know. a lot of oyster. Yeah. Good grief, sir. We're coming up on our seven year anniversary on tomorrow. The first of December. Oh yeah, yeah. Seven year marriage, fifteen years together. Wow, that woman's a saint. Dealing mm. with my shit for fifteen plus years now. What took you so long to put a ring on it? You know, I just we had a good Eight thing years, going. Sheen. We had a good thing going, and I didn't want to get the state involved. But then suddenly I was like, you know, how much longer am I going to call my girlfriend? Did Beyonce drop a song, and you're like, ah, oh, that's a good point. <sighs> Fucking Beyonce. You know those. Those hips don't lie. I know that's not Beyonce saying, but I think Beyonce's hips definitely don't lie. And they told me, put a ring on it. So I was like, all right, all right, Beyonce. I want to get Anne's uh, perspective on this. Like, so eight years, huh? Eight years. She, uh, she luckily was sitting down when I asked her because I think she almost fell over even while she was sitting down. Mm. Like, who are you? What happened to you? What the fuck? Not so much like and the She engagement. never said yes, by the way. Well, I mean, I think, I think at this point, it's like, it's an implied. I mean, no, like I asked her and like finally like 15, 20 seconds later, I was like, you never said yes. And she's just nodding up and down. She's like, I'm still not certain if you're fucking with me. Like, Nope. There's a ring in my hand. I'm waiting for you to say yes, please. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on my knee for 20 minutes. Now Starting people are looking. Starting to hurt. I got bony knees. I don't like being on the ground. Uh, what'd you guys get up to for Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving, by hey, the way. You too, man. I don't think we got to say that. No, we didn't. We recorded like on Wednesday or the something. The day before, I basically. Know, we did, yeah. I, you know, this year being the the way things are in 2020, we didn't really have a lot of people at the house. We had like our two best friends who are always over. They're part of our inner circle, quote unquote. Um, and no turkey this year. I had tri-tip and beef, uh, not beef, lamb lollipops. Nice. Delicious. It's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Me and my big green egg were cooking. I'm not a big fan of turkey. I'm not either. Uh, I am all about, yeah, like steak. Yeah. Or like a fish or something like pretty much any other protein except for tofu would be great on a Thanksgiving for me. Mm, Tofurkey? Mm, maybe. Like turkey flavored tofu? Just imagine two of your least favorite things put together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then put wrap it with bacon just to solve the whole problem. Maybe, yeah, if you put bacon on it. That's just, that's just, you're not having tofu at that point. You're just having bacon with filler. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with, with stuff. I can get on board with that. I could do that. I'm okay with it. So, anyways, what'd you do for Thanksgiving? I saw that you and uh, you and your stepsister were, yeah, Brady, Brady, little stepsister, spatchcocked a turkey. Spatchcock. Um, word will never not be funny. It's girl, like Wayne Scotting. Girl can cook a turkey. Girl can kick my ass at at the bird board game. Oh yeah, 
very upset oh, about that. Are you guys still friends after playing board games together? I did not take it well. Oof. I left afterwards. You are a mean board gamer. I put up a good fight. <laughs> I beat Alex. So that's that's the important. Yeah, but part. it's not fair. He's on medication right now. That's true. He's got like half a hip. <laughs> we'll see. I'll have my revenge. All right. To be fair. To be fair. She wasn't winning until the very last like roll of the whatever thing. Like she got she got a lucky lucky card. She held out. Yeah. She held out and held out. She got it on the floor. That's flop. how you win races, Jensen. Yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. If you want to win on a fluke, that's cool. <laughs> or play the better game. I, uh, I hear Rubin is indeed racing. Yeah. Is that how it is on board games with you? Rubbing elbows, um, trying to bump people off. It's you don't play the board, Shaheen. You play the person. <laughs> That's the key to board games. I think people don't understand. Like in life, so see, this is why people listen to our show. It's the it's the little drops of wisdom. You think you think this is a motorcycle podcast? No, this is a life podcast. But it's something, yeah, it's something different. Something we talk more. about life, the universe, and everything. We're just trying to bring it to you in a format you'd understand. Because <laughs> <laughs> we barely understand it that's ourselves, so please help us. That's like the most pretentious thing you can say. Like, come on. <laughs> no, I know I'm better than you. I understand board games. <laughs> uh, yeah, not too much going on over here. Um, I think uh, the end of this week, I'm going to be heading out to the great white north of Fargo, North Dakota to uh drop the kramer off for some loving I, right now north dakota is a terrifying place to me i don't think i'm gonna actually get all the way there i think i might just go to montana and have go them, halfway there and have them meet me do like a uh <laughs> a uh touchless delivery just put in the middle of the state all right it's yours now yeah i was talking i was talking to kramer <laughs> joe and he's like maybe we'll meet in billions i'm like yeah that'd be great because i really don't want to go to your crazy state right now if you're like zombie apocalypse of covid um but that's all i got going on i haven't been riding bikes too much i organized a garage uh, i've been doing a little couple maintenance items i've been looking that time at, of year i've been looking at that husky i gotta get that that's my next little project to get mm. that working good because that's a good that's a decent like kind of shitty weather bike because it's it's easy to throw around and it's it. small if you drop it you're not really damaging anything or yeah, yourself it'd be fine yeah um you still thinking about that next bike always thinking about that next bike always thinking about that next bike shaheen i sent you a little text on saturday you made you made an offer that is that is hard to refuse um i gotta Uh, figure out kind of what i want it's funny because we got a couple couple messages i think on social media about it i had one guy um andy actually he's one of the the anr pro signups mm -hmm. for this week nice Uh, way to go andy yeah thanks andy uh he's got an smcr and he was talking about his experience with it. I think he's had a couple actually. Oh. Um, kind of known problems, what they're like. I mean, it's hard. You listen, all of our listeners are enablers. Because everyone's just like, and I've never seen someone be like, nah, man, don't buy that bike. I think it's all motorcyclists. We no, just want more I, of us to do the thing. Yeah, we're doing. it's just like, oh, you want to buy a bike? You should buy a bike. You should definitely get that bike. You got a bike? You want a bike? You got to get You got to get What do we got to do to get, the, uh, get that bike? We should get the bike. You need someone to deliver that bike for you? I'll go to deliver that bike for you. See, that's the thing. We're, we're all enablers and uh, we want each other to be happy. And my favorite thing about motorcyclists is that I want to go out and buy the bike that's unique for me. But then if I hear you looking at one, I'm so happy that you're buying one that I'm going to talk to you about it. You should totally buy the same bike I bought because it's super cool. And then let's talk to another person to buy the same bike. And then we can create a club because we all have the same bike motorcycling this this is an epiphany i just had right now at this very moment she oh. 
Motor oh. cycling is the inverse of AA. <laughs> I you know, we're Shaheen also, Alvandi and uh, yeah, I have a motorcycling problem. We're all just sitting around like enabling the shit and just like, you know, yeah, you want to get that crack, man? You should put that crack in your veins. Get that crack. Yep, totally. What's the saying? N plus one? Yeah. N is the number of bikes you have. Plus one is how many you should have. Yeah. That's I'm, math. You can't argue with math. No, math is the, the language of the universe. I was just about to say it's a universal language. There Look you at go. us. You and I. Yeah. Right here. It's, it's the N plus one language. Welcome to the Church of Brapistan. Today we're going to talk about how many bikes you should have. Amen. May the Lord open. May the brap contain you. <laughs> or not. Blessed be the brap. Blessed be thy brap. Blessed be the brap. We should have shirts. I really wanted to make shirts for the holidays. I think it's a little too late now. But blessed be the brap feels like a perfect. Like an ugly Christmas shirt. Ugly Christmas shirt <gasps> for us. All right. Can we get that done? Is that How hard is that to do? I could get that done probably by tomorrow. Okay. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I got a guy. All right. I got a guy for almost. If anything. you want to be, if you want to bless it, be the brap shitty Christmas shirt, holiday shirt, Let us know. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. We can do them probably in all the colors. Probably. Uh, let us know. I don't know what price it would be. 30 bucks. <laughs> I don't know. We'll I don't know. I'm we'll just sure it cost. Daddy's got to get paid. Let me, let me deal with the issue of the pricing myself. I'll, I'll, uh, blessed be the brap. Okay, cool. We'll make that happen. <laughs> One more I'm thing. Our for, rabbit holes. One more thing for They're the cozy to-do list. and comfortable. Oh, thing I want to talk to you about. Tell me. Did you see the Honda Rebel 1100? Rebel, Rebel. Yeah, man. I like the motor that they're going to use in that thing. It's a tried and true motor. I want to hate this idea. I, you know, I can't. I want to hate Rebels, this idea so much. The Rebel is like the the gateway drug for most motorcyclists. If you want to join the Church of Brap, you've probably at some point ridden a Rebel or a KLR, and I think the Rebel's cooler than the KLR. I'm so sorry, KLR owners. But a Rebel 1100? Dude. A Rebel that can do a burnout? I'm into it. <laughs> I'm way into it. Yeah. I want to buy some leather danners and some tight jeans and maybe a three-quarter helmet. Hey, can I borrow yours? And uh, wait, you, I have my own. I forgot about my own three-quarter helmet. Yeah, you have one. Oh, man. I bet it's smaller and and tidier than that R18. Probably a little cheaper, too. Oh, it's so much cheaper. It's like more than half the price. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I, I want to hate this bike. I don't like the way the Rebels look, any of them. It's not my... The, the tank just looks like an afterthought to me for some reason. And I know some people are into that jam. And that's oh, yeah, cool. It's sort of... What do they call it? Kidney bean tank yeah, or whatever. It's the just peanut, like, peanut tank. That's what it is. It reminds, kind of it reminds me of like a orca, like coming out of the water or something, <laughs> you know, like getting a breath of air or something. I don't know. I think what happened was they designed the the frame and they were like, fuck. And we we forgot something. We forgot something. Damn it. Fuel in this bitch. Uh, just put it on top. Fuck it. Lone Star. It's a clever idea. Like I think my headline was, uh, this is what happens when uh, you make a cruiser out of an Africa twin. It's the Africa Twin 1100 motor, so it's uh, 1084 cc's, re refangled. Same power, 100 horses? Thereabouts. I mean, this is going to be like a scout uh, fighter. It'll fight the Indian scout for probably less money. Yeah, I think that's a good way of looking at it, and probably probably way more reliable and better built. I mean, it's a Honda. Yeah. Um. And the price, the machine, the price, like you can get a manual gearbox for ninety three hundred. This will come with the the dual clutch. And this comes with the dual what? clutch for just under ten thousand. Ninety nine, ninety nine. Listen, the Honda's smart. This is going to be a low seat, easy to ride cruiser. Super low seat, twenty seven yeah. and a half inches. 
That's that's like that's uh, how many watermelons can I put underneath me? A lot of watermelons. At least one. At least one. Maybe two. Um, and I've heard the Africa Twin with a nice exhaust on there, and it sounds so good. I can only imagine this being a nice rumbly little like mini cruiser. Yeah, see, that's where I kind of get behind. Like, I want to hate it, and you're like low seat height, so super accessible yeah. to all riders. Yeah. Uh, 100 horsepower, not bad power for a yeah. cruiser. It's not super heavy either. Burnout City, I'm the mayor. Uh, what are they saying? They're saying 509, 509 pounds for the DCT version. Listen to you and I getting excited about a cruiser. You see that R18 down there? It's been kind of breaking us a little. I mean, I'm excited from it like in a hypothetical sort of way. Like It's the same way I get excited about... Listen, like, you don't uh, got to lie to be cool in my book. That's cool. <laughs> We're cool already. <laughs> we're already cool <laughs> said no one who met me <laughs> i think you're really coda kitty no coda kitty doesn't think you're cool at all actually she thinks you're an inconvenience at best least interesting <laughs> least interesting interesting person ever coda kitty and i quote pay the rent and get the fuck out oh, wow it's really coming is it raining it is coming it's cool down. my bike's gonna go wash outside you see? Oh no, it's under the it's under the thing. Oh yeah, it is. Dang it, I should put it farther out. I haven't washed it since. Do I've you want to bring it. it in the garage? We can we can stop and put it in the it's garage. Not, it's not made out of sugar and spice. It's made out of carbon fiber. That shit's fine. All right, I, I just hope. you know, I hope the Lord opens. <laughs> um, where was I getting excited? Thirty five degree, you know, uh, angle clearance, which is not that's bad pretty, for a that's cruiser. Not bad for a cruiser, I wish the R eighteen had that. I think the R 18s got like fifteen degrees. Yeah, they definitely. Need more degrees. All the so all degrees. the degrees. So degrees. <laughs> I think it's fifteen with these cylinder heads. I think I would take this. Oof! I don't know. We're gonna get some hate mail over it. I would take this over a over a Harley. Um, yes, you don't have to answer. You don't have to finish that. Yes. No, nah, there's Harleys I like, but this this over the Sportster because I think size wise it's gonna be really similar. What about the new Sportster? That that kind of modern it looks kind of cool. One? I like the way that looks. It looks super cool. I like the way that looks. Yep. Yeah. I can get into it. Which, incidentally, that that new sportster looks way more modern than this to me. It does. But, I mean, you're paying a premium for it, so get something that looks, I guess, cooler in your mind. Totally. No, I think this is like the perfect, I was, I was going to say like starter bike. It's not a great starter bike, but I think for that. Like a mid-level cruiser? 20-something. Like, hey, I did my time on a Ninja 300. I'm ready to get a real bike now. Get a big bike. Like, this makes a ton of sense. Yeah. This makes, I mean, if someone bought this for their first bike, I really wouldn't get too uh, up about it. It's like 100 horsepower. Like, okay. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's linear horsepower. It's not like super peaky and crazy. You can, and it's really low. I think the seat height, this is, oh, here's a controversial idea. What's more important for new riders, like in terms of like keeping them like safe on a bike and doing their thing? Okay. Bike weight or seat height? Uh, I would say seat height. I think so too. Most new, most new riders, from my experience in retail, are more concerned about their feet touching the ground. Well, just I think from like a a stability perspective, like right. it's just it's just easier to to navigate a motorcycle on inclines and gravel and all the all the weird little instances of a bike that you don't really think about. Like I remember, I was on a group ride in college, and we're going up Ohio. We're going up. We go, we go up one fifty into Ohio, and then you get. To the gas station. There's a 76 station. And that's right before you get on 33. Actually, you might already be. Oh, yeah. That's where you get on 33. And that's like the spot where you get gas because then you can go out and come back. And it's it's mm-hmm. not too bad of a deal. And I remember we had a guy with us one time. And it's one of those gas stations that's got like a pretty steep ramp up onto the, the pad where the gas pumps are. Yep. 
and like i don't know we had like maybe 10 people with us so like we're all trying to get back onto the main road and there's a gap in traffic and like three or four guys go and then like a car comes and i was like the next bike and i was like oh, i'm gonna go and then i'm like no that car's coming i'm gonna stop and the guy behind me who's shorter but on a sport bike like he doesn't really see it so he kind of has to get on the brakes and he ends up with his bike right in that that Oh, Crux. that weird spot where there's zero sp- place for your foot to go on the ground. There's nothing right. There. I mean, like for me, it probably wouldn't have been an issue because I'm I'm six two and I have long, lanky legs and mm-hmm. I can reach. But he was a shorter gentleman and like, yep, went right over because he couldn't he couldn't put his foot down and he stopped in the wrong spot and all that jam. And I just remember being like, like you're just short. Like I'm sorry to tell you, but the point I'm trying to make is like I don't think it would have mattered how how heavy that bike would have been. It's no. just a matter of how low that seat would be. Like, if he had a lower seat, he would be able to handle the motorcycle better. And there's a lot of instances where that can be a bigger, bigger thing. I mean, I've seen itty bitty people riding those horrific V8 motorcycles, boss hosses, because hmm. their seat height was nothing. Yeah. Now, you take a bike like the R18 and give it like a 35 inch seat height, and that'd be a nightmare. Uh, that's called a R1250GS. No, they're not. That's true. They're not oh, man, can you imagine if they did an eighteen hundred version of that thing? But that's that's. But to put that in perspective, that's kind of my issue with the K sixteen hundred because it's similar similar weight, taller seat, but more importantly, that weight is a lot higher. Yeah, the weight displacement's way up high because the Goldwing's also heavy, but no one ever never no one ever complains. Well, the weight's yeah, the weight's really low. The right. seat's fairly low. I think the seat height on the Goldwing's like twenty nine thirty something like that. Um, yeah, so I really like the fact that they made it a really, really short seat. It might be even too short. Like, looking at the rider, their legs really, really, like, at a right angle. Well, I mean, as long as the foot peg is not terribly cramped in, I think you're okay. It doesn't matter how tall the bike is. Because once you sit on the bike and you fit on the bike, it doesn't really matter what your seat height is, I don't think. I disagree. I mean, that's that's kind of my issue with the R18. Like, I would really like to have another two inches in the seat. One, be a little bit more cushion for my pushing. Mm-hmm. And, but two, like, I don't, I don't make a right angle with my leg. My leg, my knee's actually higher. Yeah. Like, it's almost like I'm on a squatty pot. Well, no, that's my point, though. If the, if at least like the foot peg wasn't, is in a spot that's more c- comfortable for the seat, then it does, the seat doesn't matter oh. so much. Well, that old rider triangle's got to be just right. And on some motorcycles, it's adjustable. And on some, it's not. So I don't, I can't imagine this rebel being an adjustable foot peg. No, I would agree with you what you're saying to a point. Like, like, like take, take it to the extreme. Let's say you had like a 10-inch seat height. Mm-hmm. To make that work with your legs comfortably, like your feet would basically just be straight like out in front, in front of you. you right. And that doesn't really work for me. That's why cruisers got their feet way up, buddy. Those highway pegs. I don't uh, got the stirrups. You just I don't understand. Put your feet up. Yeah, what are you doing? Like giving birth We're to a full time? how it is. You know, just gotta, there it is right there. You can look at everything. Why did you? We should do a video podcast because that was disgusting. <laughs> at least I have pants on this time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm excited about this bike. I mean, I'm not like excited, excited. Like you're not going to buy it excited, but you're excited that it's existing. And here, I think here, here. It's more options. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. They're probably like, hey, what what can we make out of uh, an Africa twin motor? That's that would be pretty cool. How here. can we how can we make another how can we sell another like 10,000 units? I mean, we were talking about this recently about how manufacturers try to squeeze as much as they can out of current stock inventory. And so if you can squeeze that motor onto a similar chassis already because what's the next size down on these things 500 cc for the rebel yeah or yeah i believe so 
And if you look at them side by side, they're not terribly different looking. But I think what I'm excited about is that there is now going to be choices for people that are shorter than you and I to be able to ride a bike with a proper motor in it. Like just because you're shorter doesn't mean you have to have a 25 horsepower motorcycle. Fair. Fair. Fuck yeah, man. Buy that 100 horsepower Rebel. Do some burnouts. Be naughty. Just, the CTX 700, that's a bike that should probably go away. (laughs) Really, any of those 700s, they're just meant for commuting. There's just no fun. Who was I talking? Someone was telling me the other day that the best bike they have ever ridden was the Honda, like, was it an NC 700? It was one of the 700s. Did you hang up on them immediately or? This is a journalist. And I was like, really? Did you hang up on them immediately? So I was like, (laughs) I mean... I different mean, strokes, different right, folks. Everyone's but like, got their favorite. I can't. I shouldn't make fun. I shouldn't. I shouldn't make fun of your fetish for that seven hundred. But whatever. I think. You, I think you can. I don't know. I mean, I can, but I shouldn't. I don't know. Some people's favorite motorcycle is a scooter. I'm not here to make fun or judge. It's just not my favorite. I'm actually a little jealous. I want a scooter. I've been thinking about the merits of a little Vespa for around town. Honestly, the Vespa 300. Yeah. A little Vespa 300 That thing GT. rips. Yeah. That's a great bike. My coworker, Brian Catterson, has got a little 250, the older version, and that thing looks so much fun. I ripped around Milan uh, with the 300 GT. That's the most and that thing's European got, thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my God. In traffic. Oh. With the, uh, with the peoples. You can't even get mad at someone that does that. You'd be like, that's adorable. Look at that guy lane splitting. In it's that a beautiful thing. bike. It's all metal body. The whole thing's metal. Uh, looks really good. It's got a ton of pickup. Like, I think that would be a great around town bike because it's got a lot of umph. It does. And it's got like a little storage unit underneath your mm-hmm. butt. It's pretty well built. The Vespa factory is amazing. It's like the most high tech factory I've ever been in for, for motorcycles. And somehow their other companies is not like that. Oh, you want a, you want a dichotomy of experiences? Go to Moto Guzzi afterwards. Go to Moto Guzzi afterwards. Oh my gosh. That's like that factory <laughs> hasn't changed since like the ever. end of World War II. Yeah. I think the wiring is still like wrapped in paper. You can tell which brand is making more money for Piaggio. <laughs> so Rebel's good. We both like it, you know, for yeah, what it is. Give it a give it a give it a pass. Yeah. All right, Honda. You win this round. Well done, Honda. Um see you next time. And you know what? This is actually like I think everything that I have lined up to talk about is like a, you know what? I was really gonna want to hate on that, and I don't. Because the next thing I want to talk about, Sheen. Is this Ducati Diavel 1260 Lamborghini? I can't tell you how in love with that bike I am. It's not even the kind of bike I like. I wanted to hate this bike so much. I was talking shit the night before. I was talking, I was talking to, to somebody, and they're like, oh, "Have you ever seen like a Ducati collaboration or any motorcycle collaboration with an automobile manufacturer that ended up looking good?" Yes, just now. What I think, I mean. $32,000 is, is so silly. It's a lot of money, but it's a Ducati, <laughs> it's, so it's normal. It's so silly. Like, hey, you know what the just, alternative to this bike is? Is the car version, the Lamborghini Sion, which they're only going to make 63 of at $3.5 million each. Yeah. Suddenly this is a bargain, isn't it? $32,000, it's a bargain. No, it's not. Come on. <laughs> but what I, do, what I do like is it's not just paint and wheels. Right. If, if they'd done that, 
I would have been like, oh, you guys gotta get out of here. Yeah. Like the wheels are pretty cool. They look just like the ones off Lamborghini. Like I get it. Okay, cool. They're cool. They're but, forged. That's kind of neat that they did that. Yeah. The fact that they actually like redid the exhaust shape, redid some of the fairing shapes, pulled some of the design elements out of Lamborghini. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. Like you did a cool thing. Like you made this more than just like a a paint, you know, bold new color special thing. And yeah. I, I can give you a credit for that. I still think it's ridiculously priced. Just ridiculous. Well, you know, it's funny. You, like, uh, com- companies like Ducati and MV Agusta constantly prove that if they make a really specialized bike and market up some, they sell out of them. Yeah. You know how many deposits we took on one day? As soon as it was five. Five on one day. That's ridiculous. Out of Little Motor Corsa in Portland, Oregon. It doesn't surprise me. Like, I totally get it. MV does this all the time. Um, and then because it's more than just paint, I think it's a little bit more special. So, like, I totally yeah. get it. But, like, I don't know. I think for me, Shaheen, that the thing that really holds it up, I'm just not a Diablo fan. I love riding those bikes. I just don't like the way they look. It just doesn't speak to me. The longer I'm around them, the more I like them. And I think the reason for that is because the bike doesn't belong in any one category. And it kind of makes me go, that's kind of neat because it's a weird-ass motorcycle. Because they're, they're fast as hell. They don't handle that well, but they handle really well for they're a not bad. quote-unquote cruiser. I don't think see, that's the thing. Oh, I've, I've spanked on sport bikes with this. Thing. I don't think I don't think of the Diablo as a cruiser. I think that's I think that notion needs to go out the door. Yeah. It's like a Ducati monster on steroids. It's like literally it's, it's a puffed up Ducati. Monster. That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. a roadster. Yeah, it's a good roadster. It's a ugh. I don't like the way it looks, but it's a, it's a fun bike to ride. It's got a lot of pep. Yeah, it's fairly comfortable. You, you're you're pretty well connected in the cockpit. Yeah. I think they got the the ergos on that fairly well, right? And these new ones even have cruise control on them. So if you want to just putz around the highway, have at it. If that's your thing. If you're into that sort of this thing. Bike, this bike to me is like light to light. Just burn the tires constantly kind of bike. I, I I want one only because it just, it's like a hyper motard to me. It, it doesn't belong in any one category. It's just a weird ass motorcycle to have, but it's stupid fun to have. And every time I've ridden one, I'm like, this is the bike I'm going to go to jail in. Because I don't know why. It just whispers in my ears of like, yeah, yeah, you should totally do another burnout. You should totally use the launch control. Do it. And so because of that, the more I look at it, the more I like it. You like it at 32 grand? I mean, you can buy the 1260S at a measly 24 grand. That's a lot of money. It is. But again, in Ducati language, it's normal. I guess. I mean, think about it. Street Fighter S, 24 grand. Panigale 28.5, which is now a bargain, honestly, compared to a ZX 10 RR or a Honda CBR 1000 RRRRR. You know, that's something we didn't talk about, I think, when we when we were talking about the Ninja ZX 10 RR yeah. when it came out. Like, it really, for that price point, you get into an interesting territory where it's like, well, would you rather have this right? or a brand new Ducati or a brand new Aprilia? Or you could have like that, the M1000R is in that territory too. Or an R1M if that's, are those still a thing? Yeah, they are. They're still cheaper. They're cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting category suddenly. I mean, I brought it up at the shop and all of us turned around and looked at the Panigale S and like, huh, suddenly not so weirdly priced. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of, hmm, hmm. I know what they're doing. I mean, they're they're trying. That's they're making five hundred of them. It's a homologation issue. It's a yeah. Okay, all right. But it's like hmm, hmm. So this Diablo Lamborghini. They're only going to make six hundred thirty of them. It's got number sixty three painted on the side to commemorate the year Lamborghini started being <laughs> production car company. Look at you who got the marketing material, bro. I read everything. 
Um, they're pretty sweet. Pretty excited to see one. I kind of wish I can get one just to look at at the shop, but you can't have them as a dealership just to have one. You can only get them pre-sold. Kind of like the Super Legera. I can't just have one to like... I mean, unless the customer's like, yeah, totally. Park it in the showroom for a month so you can show it off to everybody. Who does that? Someone that's got 14 motorcycles, I guess. Like, I hey, I got, the, I got my new bike. I just don't want to have it just yet. Like, like that when happens, I buy a motorcycle, I can't wait to get that fucker home. That's that what gets me in trouble. so much more often than usual. Really? Which has made me realize that I'm just an average joke. Because when I get one, I want it right now. Yeah. Like, the Aprilia started raining that day. I'm like, don't care. Riding it. Yeah, the only only child in me wants it right freaking now. Totally with you. Right this instant. I want that instant gratification. I paid you money for it. I want to write it right now. And I can tell you, probably a third of our customers are like, no, no, no. I'll pick it up when you guys are done putting stuff on there, which I totally get wanting to have that like complete motorcycle. But if if I was the buyer, I'd be like, I'm going to take it home. I'm going to ride it. I'm going to break it in. And then you guys can install the shit at the break-in service. So this was something, this was something that was interesting that I learned about, um, about our, our friends across the pond. The buying experience there is different. Mm, like if you so. want to buy a, a BMW in, in Germany or whatever, you can't just rock up to the dealership and be like, want that bike? I'm taking it out the door today. Dang. I mean, maybe they can make that happen for you. Like if you're, you know, oh, no, hello listen, there, Koda, I've seen you do this before where you roll on your back and you're like, touch my belly. And I do that. And no, I, that was loud. I bet the microphone picked that up. Probably did. You're very oh. cute though. She's all right. Deadly lioness. Get out of my face. She was not so cute this morning. <laughs> She's shitting all over my floor. Shitty kitty. Um, but yeah, no, typically like the typical buying experience is like you go in, like, cool, I want this bike with this, this, and this, and this on it. And they go, cool, come back in three months. No shit? Yeah. Like that that instant gratification doesn't really exist as as this person was was explaining to is me. Is that because is that because they have less real estate and they don't have the space to hold on to a bunch of inventory so it's easier for them just to say I've got x number of demos you order it when you want and it comes to you? I mean maybe that's where it comes from but it it, it really seems like more it's just like an expectation of consumers. It's like I don't walk into the car or motorcycle dealership expecting to leave with a bike that day. It's not let's call it an impulse purchase. Huh, interesting. It's like a hey it's it's i want to buy that bike um it's it's february uh i'm gonna come in here's my money and let me know in april when it shows up right it's a uh, welcome to america the land of instant gratification we got to have the thing right now right now hence why fast food places are so busy all the time yeah right now i don't want to wait 10 minutes for my burger i want it right meow again explain some things about our society um where am i lamborghini Lamborghini. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wanted to hate it a lot more than I did. I don't hate it even a little. I actually like it an awful lot. Yeah. No. It's, it's so stinking pretty. I don't know if I swing that way. I don't know if I tip the point into liking it. You, I just, think you I just don't dislike it. I just don't dislike it. Which is a big step for you on a bike like Wait, this. For, for any Diablo, I think that's a big step to begin with. Yep. Oh, they've got the stupid matching three-quarter helmet like we've got. I, it is, Arai. I think it's an Arai helmet. It, no, it is. Is it? Okay. It's yeah, 100%. Exactly. It's the so same that right helmet. You can only buy if you buy the motorcycle. You can't just walk into the dealership and be like, hey, I want that green helmet. You know what? So that's though? the one part you have to order. I mean, I really appreciate Arai sending us those helmets, but mine like fell apart during the Trail 125 launch. Like that thing is done. I don't think it's I meant to be an off road helmet. I can't get the, the thing up and down. Really? Anymore. It's, well, I mean, if I can't. Listening, they better it. talk about that. What Arai needs to do 
is change their latch mechanism for their visors. They have the worst latch mechanism out of everyone in the market. And like they, they came out. That's the thing when the new Corsair came out. Yeah. That was a couple years ago. They're like, we redid it. We made it better. I'm like, you made it worse. Like you went from <laughs> having the worst one on the market to having the worser one on the market. Like you've, you've somehow like every time you change a visor on a Corsair X, you feel like you're breaking the damn thing. Jeez. And it's the same thing. Like every helmet I've ever had of theirs, I feel like I'm breaking the visor. I'm breaking the helmet while I'm changing out a visor. And you go and you look at how other brands are doing it. And you're like, wow, that's so much easier. And the, the plate and the mounting point is so much smaller, which is safer. And I just like, wow. Showy's my favorite when it comes to the visor setup. Showy is sending me a helmet overnight as we speak so I can have it tomorrow. And they won't tell me what it is. Ooh. And it comes in a box with a lock. What? Is the lock like time released? Yeah. So we have like a. Oh my press. God, that'd be amazing. A little dongle on the lock. Like yeah. it'll open up um, on December 2nd. That's exactly what it is. I, I think it is December PM. 2nd. Uh, I don't think it's 3 p.m. I think it's 11 in the morning. No, it's the 4th. No, it's the 2nd. What? It's the 2nd. That's some James Bond shit. And they're like, we'll give you the combination. Then you can figure it out. Now, what I haven't told them, I've been watching a lot of the lock picking lawyer on YouTube. I've got a deadbolt cutter at home. I'm, pre- I'm going to pick this lock. I'm going to figure this shit out. I got a cutter at home. Well, I mean, come on. It's like a TSA lock. Like, you don't, right. need, you don't need a cutter. You just need to, like, breathe on it. <laughs> Cody Kitty could probably pick it with her claws. But uh, I'll be curious to see what it is. They won't tell me what it is. I don't know what genre it is. Can we speculate at all? Yeah, Are we allowed go, to? Go ahead. I know nothing. I literally know nothing. I'm just trying to think of their longest lasting helmet now that probably needs a replacement. I know what. I think. I'm speculating. I think it's probably the RF series. Because the 1200's been around for a minute. Could be. I, I would... Or maybe it's the X-Series because the X-14's also been around a minute. I was going to say, I think it's I think it's an X-15 or whatever it is. The X's are, have been my favorite helmets forever. I know a they're a little heavier. I love them. That's a good That's a good, that's a good. helmet. I would take... Oh, man. See, I was about to buy an X-14, but if you're telling me there's a maybe oh. new version coming out, I'm going to hold out a little bit. I have nothing. I know nothing either. Talk to your gear guy. He doesn't know anything. You think I'm going to tell him? He's a loudmouth. He's a blabbermouth. He'd be like, hey, guys, come check out this thing. <laughs> I'd put it on Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be kind of curious to see what it is. I mean, if they're sending it to me, it's got to be a full facey, racy, chasey kind of deal. God, I hope they send you a three-quarter because they heard you using this Arai one. Like, listen, <laughs> guy, you can use a three-quarter. Here's our version. But in the difference is that it has an airbag that deploys on your chin if you fall down. I'm okay with that. That'd be an interesting I'd setup. be okay with that. I don't understand why helmets motorcycle helmets don't have some sort of airbag system now like we've got it in suits Did we just come up with an idea i i've like the chin strap is an airbag pouch in it beard guard beard guard thingy and then if you fall down she goes Poof. like why isn't that a thing huh fascinating like especially with with agv and dynasty like like you, you like you're the same company you have like the guy like across the hallway is developing <laughs> this technology. You don't like pop in for a coffee and be like, "Hey, hey, Giuseppe, uh, show just, me your airbag technology." Giuseppe, hey, you think uh, you're good? Fuck off, Guido. I know show you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that's their names. I don't know why. That's possibly offensive. I mean, they're in Italy. I've I've known a lot of Giuseppe's. That's my father-in-law and Guido's uh, guy that makes cool carbon fiber bits in Florida. I, I just wonder how many Italian listeners we lose every episode. <laughs> That's that's For everyone we lose, we gain another one. You know, they're Italian. They don't give up that easy. They're not French. I'm married to a whole that's a whole different story. I don't know anything about them, so that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
they're like aliens to me. I don't uh, understand it. I just know that they like cream and butter, and I'm way into that. I went down this dark hole on YouTube of watching uh, Olympic events oh. from like the wow. 2018 and 2012 games or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Where were you? YouTube was like, hey, do you want to see these like 20 year old uh, Olympic uh, events on yep. YouTube? And I was like, yeah, I do. And one of them, um, actually, I think this was a world championship. It was uh, outdoor uh, inline skating, you know, like 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 speed skating. Right. But yeah, they got the blades that are like two feet yeah, long on their feet. The wheels are like four inches tall. <laughs> um, and it was just crazy. Like it's a fifty six hundred meter race. It's like eighty laps around Holy this shit. rink. And like yeah, and I'm saying like, who came up with this idea? And so like like the most of those people that wear those outfits because there's nothing left to the imagination. It just looks really uncomfortable. Like let's clothe you, but let you be as naked as possible so you can be as aerodynamic as you can be. So so they go to the start and like the announcers are like, so it's uh, lap eighty five. We can expect them to pretty much just kind of mill around until about lap thirty, and that's when <laughs> things are going to start heating up because it's like an elimination. Right. So like there's a period of time where like every whoever's last every lap gets booted out until they get down to five people. Oh, and then it's like a scramble. Oh, so not everybody gets a, a participation. Trophy. No, almost no one gets a participation, oh. but like that happens like, you know, 80 laps into it or whatever. So it's like, yeah, I don't really expect any of the action to happen until the elimination round in like 45 minutes. And right as he says that this German dude and this French dude just take off and they end up coming back and lapping the the peloton of the skaters peloton. and then just the rest of the race just sat behind them the whole time doing nothing because they're in the back in the draft and then ended up winning by 30 seconds whatever it was like it was brilliant you're just sitting there like this is the most brilliant thing i've ever seen french guy and the french guy won that was the purpose of the story the whole thing the french guy won the french guy won uh, and he french, he made the german guy do skaters. all the work he made the german guy do all the work getting them back around and then just sat behind him while they were in the thing and then Two laps to go, just took off. It was brilliant. It's the most like brilliant thing a, I've ever seen in like sports. There's a lesson to be learned here. Nothing good. Nothing you would tell your kids. Let the Germans do all the work and then copy them. Yeah, I think he was literally like, hey, this is payback for some shit. <laughs> there were some things you guys did historically. Tell you what, BMW, you go ahead and make the large adventure bike. We're going to let you see how you do for a while. And then we're all going to copy you. There was a period in time when the French army was the most feared army in Europe what the 1800s pretty much the entire period up until like world war was it one or two i think it was world war one I. I think it was one because i don't think anyone really talked about the french yeah and that was like that was like the first time like like there was a negative connotation with with Viva the french, french. shut up okay <laughs> okay we surrender anyways kawasaki teases its hybrid drivetrain for motorcycles on youtube oh this is interesting Kawasaki does some interesting, interesting things. Is this Kawasaki sort of flexing their heavy industry uh, muscles? Yeah, I kind of like it. They're just, I mean, I, I would imagine all the major manufacturers have some version of this project in some sort of state inside their R&D departments. Yeah, I mean, that should be sort of, quote unquote, the future, right? Right. But it's it's kind of cool to see Kawasaki and be like, yeah, how's yours going? Because this is how ours is. Right. And they got it on the dyno. They just, I like that, though. Because now they're doing that and everybody's like, God damn it. All right, now we got to talk about ours. I think hybrid makes a ton of sense. It's, I mean, again, it's the future. They're, they're doing it on the cars. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know why the industry is like, let's go from gas to electric immediately <laughs> and skip over that hybrid phase. Like, I know maybe, there's some maybe packaging they issues. They could gamble and be like, let's see if this electric thing will take off. 
Yeah. And then Zero's like, we're going to make some kind of a motorcycle and we're going to keep making it even though people keep complaining that we should change it, but we're not going to. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, poor Zero. And then a little cute company comes along and they make really neat dirt bikes and then they don't make it either. <laughs> they, don't make, they don't make dirt bikes anymore. They don't. Sad. That was sad. Super sad. But uh, I think hybrid's really the next wave. I think, I think at this point, think about it. What what other technology would you want on the motorcycle that's not on there anymore? At, at this point, you got companies like Ducati and BMW working with Bosch doing this radar thing, with which both you and I are kind of like, all right, neat, I guess. But like, really? <laughs> I have never in my entire <laughs> life happened. seen an <laughs> animal... She may, she probably cleared that entire rug. She cleared the whole rug. That's like a 10-foot rug. She was dead asleep. <laughs> that for, for those of you who haven't can't see clearly, because it's only Jensen I seeing it, <laughs> Coda was laying next to me, dead asleep. And then Jensen's got this automatic feeder, and every time it's time to eat, it says, Breakfast time! It's breakfast time! Which clearly is breakfast time all day long, because I like Jensen. My favorite meal is breakfast, and I like to have that for dinner too, but apparently so does Kitty. So that thing starts singing. She goes from dead asleep to 100 miles an hour in roughly 0.0001 seconds. That There is not a motorcycle on the planet that could have reacted like that. She's got all-wheel drive, man. Dude. All four corners. That, you know what? That's the next thing I want to see, like a hyper-powerful motorcycle with all-wheel drive so I can hook it up and go. Have you ridden a Christini? I have not. You should. I want to. They're rad. Don't they make a kit for uh, the KTM? They make a kit adventure for a bikes? bunch of different bikes. That's be fascinating. Uh, oh, the adventure bike. Like I know what you're talking about. There's a guy who built like a 990, right, with a two wheel drive. Oh, that was a 12, but whatever. Yeah, same thing. Or it's totally possible. Um, I don't think that's. I think that's his own his own jam. So you know, going from this whole hyper uh, the 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 hybrid thing, I think that's what I would like to see. Like I want to see where a the next generation Hayabusa has not only hybrid drive or the next zx14 or whatever it's going to be called hybrid drive but also front so that you can launch the shit out of it and like do zero to 60 in like one and a half seconds because now there are cars that can keep up with motorcycles zero to 60 i mean they cost a lot more but they're out there yeah you get a brand new porsche 911 get a fucking tesla it'll do zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds and you put it in ludicrous mode so it's like well, has that been like repeatable in in like real life I mean, people are putting it on a drag strip and, and doing it. Over, I mean, I, I know I've seen them on like drag strips and they're and they're crushing people and it's hilarious because it's like, hey, I just showed up with my yeah. family sedan. I got the car seat in the back. Yeah. The baby's in there. Yeah. Um, but it's like the 2.8 second thing, like an actual like, yeah, yeah, no, it does. It's a, it's a two point second. Yeah. It does a quarter and like, you know, nines. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. It drains the shit out of the battery, but it's insane. Have you ever experienced it in person? No. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever been in a Tesla. You sit in one and go, all right, because it's just a very nice, clean, you know, neat car. It's not that exciting, I don't think, until you experience that insane launch and you realize you haven't breathed in three seconds. It just, I, I would, I will believe that. Electric, the the torque is crazy. I, my, I guess my the thing I was trying to get to is like, is that like a theoretical number that doesn't take into fact that like, yeah, your street tires are not going to hook up with that much like there's a there's a maximum on motorcycles right. on on how much torque you can have like physical before like your tire just isn't going to handle it right. anymore you're just going to spin that's why you need two wheel drive on your next ZX fourteen fifteen whatever it's going to be called they should you know they keep like teasing out 
Uh, oh, we're going to have a new Hayabusa. That's what it should be. It should be a hybrid. It should be two-wheel drive. It should have lasers. Yeah. Oh, definitely lasers. Right? Like, you go really, really fast, and then at the quarter mile, you just zap the thing and blow it up. Whatever's in front of you. Could be a deer. Oh, that'll save lives. If you have lasers, and then, like, you're going around a corner, you got all that grip, you got that cool, you know, lean angle sensing ABS that's and traction control is helping you just carve that corner and then there's deer and instead of hitting it and damn near dying your laser just cut it in half i can't think of a single situation where that might go wrong me either it sounds infallible sounds fine someone get on that please um <laughs> meanwhile kawasaki uh the only thing i want to bring up that was that was interesting to me is they had this little video of like the use case and it's a bike on engine power coming into a city gets into the city goes electric right and then gets out of the city and starts doing some twisties and it's hybrid electric. Okay. And it's interesting, like the city that they're showing is Paris. But they don't say it's Paris, but it, it, I mean, it, it is. I mean, see the map. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've seen I've seen Paris from above. This is Paris. Which is interesting because 2030, uh, they're going to start outlawing gas vehicles in Paris. Ah. And there's some, there's some other places in Europe that are doing this. Like there's very much like a use case of like, we might not be able to use our internal combustion engines in a metropolitan area in the next... Well, I mean, it's going to start happening in the next 10 years, but like it's conceivable that I mean, Europe's noises emissions are serious. Well, that's the other thing where, you know, I was ta- I've been talking to a couple of manufacturers lately and they've been, we've been talking about Euro five and just how fucking expensive it is to make a motorcycle Euro five compliant. And I can only imagine what Euro six is going to do. Right. And there is a tipping point where it's going to be like, yeah, you know, what's easier than, than making your engine Euro six compliant an electric vehicle. Yep. That's that's the push. Or it's like you want to have an internal combustion engine. It's gonna be really really hard to do. It's gonna be really really expensive. So you better have a price tag that's like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars or whatever it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I mean, a lot of cars are kind of doing that too. That plug-in hybrid idea, like yeah. Volvo's. I was looking at a, a V70 wagon, and it's a plug-in hybrid. So it'll do twenty plus miles, just electric only. So it'd be the same idea. You can go drive it around. Which is great for like just gonna go groceries or something. Yeah, you don't need to make that much noise in the city. I think. I mean, that's the practical side. What I really like is how Porsche's handled hybrid, where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, yeah, we figured out a way how like you put an electric motor and a gas motor together, and it's better. You get all that. You know, you put a turbo on the engine, you put an electric motor on there, so you got that download torque when you're launching, and you got that up top power mm-hmm. when you're you know putting the pedal to the metal, going for top speed, and it's better. Yeah. It's a better thing. That's yeah. what motorcycles need to have. Where it's like, hey, yeah. And you're only really going to use that kind of power in the open road. You can't do it inside a city limit. I mean, I'm sure you can if you wanted to, but it's not what it's for. Well, and that's where electrics make a lot of sense. That's where like, like zeros make a lot of sense. Like, oh, you're only going to go 30 miles an hour? Yeah, you can go a couple hundred miles if you're only going to go 30 miles an hour. Yeah. It's when you start going 60 that things start really tapering off. So you could have like a... I don't know. I'm just spitballing. You could have like a three kilowatt hour pack that weighs almost nothing, you know, and like a 50 horsepower electric motor that's, mm-hmm. you know, on the same shaft as the crankshaft, you know, it's off shaft. the counter sprocket or something and have a pretty compact package that makes sense. I don't know. I like, I like this idea. I like I'm, it a lot. That's see, that's technology I can get behind. I uh, like the, I like the thought behind it. I like the sort of the long-term dedication of, all right, we're, we're going to work because we know where Euro 5 is going. We know how it is in Europe and the noise emissions thing. And America is probably going to follow suit at some point. Um, and so I think it's a great idea. I'm way into it. I'm concerned about companies like Ducati where they're 
their motorcycles right out of the box are loud. Yeah. Like a Panigale, it'll break most sound barriers if you have a, you know, like here in Portland at PIR on a Monday on a quiet day, I think the max decibel allowed is like 94. Oh, it's a little higher than that, I think. Maybe. I, I, it's not we, much. We used to get black flagged all the time on both It's really bikes. easy to get. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It's really easy to get flagged. If you, if you wrap out a V2 Panigale, it'll get you flagged. Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing. It's becoming a thing. I mean, it, that pressure, that issue is not going to get better as time goes on. It's only going to get worse. Right. So it's like, where are we going to go? I mean, there are more cars on the road. There are more people in the world. There's more everything. So there's more people watching that damn baby shark video. Do, 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 do. Hybrid shark. <laughs> Hybrid shark. Brap and zap, doop, 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 doop. Brap and zap. That's a great it's name. Trademark that shit. Trademark done. Put it on a t shirt. Brap and zap. Kawasaki's new uh, <laughs> Brappy Holidays <laughs> hybrid uh, driveline. The old Brapp and Zap. Hi, Coda. I was I was dinner. I was dinner. Just probably food drunk now. You okay? <laughs> I got the food in my belly. All Come your on. calories just getting to it. Oh my god, that was a that was impressive. I, I mean, seriously, I've never I've never seen such athletic prowess in my life. <laughs> uh, you had a listener question, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did. Hold on, I gotta find it. Okay. As always, we love when, when our listeners reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook or email. And actually, today we we're kind of making fun of the fact that we have three different ways people it's can too get many ways. It's like, oh, damn it, I have to listen to all this. We brap talk at Gmail. Let's just keep it easy. Oh, you want to keep it simple? Just yeah. we brap talk. But I like the Instagram engagement at brap talk. I feel like if it's on Instagram, it gets lost. Because like, I've That's got true. like five people this week I need to thank for signing up for, for Anar Pro. Yeah. And it's because... They, they like told us they signed up on Instagram and I missed it. Okay. If you sign up for ANR Pro and you want to get a shout out, email Jensen at webraptalk at gmail.com. Yes. For all other inquiries, you can just Instagram me, bro. <laughs> Come at me, bro. At braptalk. Do you have an Instagram, bro? Anyways, this is on Instagram. A uh, fellow listener from uh, the land of Canada at dwong506. Uh, let's see. <laughs> All right, so uh, he is uh, curious because he started out riding at, at the age of 10 on uh, dirt and then moved to street and then track days and then a bit of uh, supermoto racing. So anyways, all this to say, he wants to, be, he wants to have a road bike that is dirt focused. So we're talking kind of an adventure touring bike. Mm -hmm. uh, and so his concern is this. He loves the look of, say, the Norton 901 Husky that's supposed to be coming out. But probably doesn't wait, want to wait that long for it, nor want to probably pay the eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars price tag. And was thinking of maybe a T T seven Yamaha, Yamaha Tenere seven hundred, or a used Africa twin or something else. So, what are your thoughts? Where would you go with your, let's say, ten thousand dollars or less money for an adventure touring type motorcycle? I think he's on the right track with the the Honda Africa twin or the Yamaha Tenere seven hundred. I think those are good choices. I would throw in a KTM 890 Adventure um, or maybe one of the 790 Adventures that are probably on the used market now. Yeah, I was going to say, because those are, I think the 790s, you know, new are getting 14 pricier. plus. Getting pricier, yeah. The 890s are probably going to be 16 plus. Have we gotten price Well, they've got a base yet? model one. Oh, hold on. I think I've, I think, I think actually I broke this story, to be honest. <laughs> I think I'd remember. Did I? 
baby shark. Do, 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 do. And that is not going to go away anytime soon. No, ever. I think that's the issue. How many people do you think are watching that damn video just to get the song out of their head? I don't think it works that way. It should. I think what's in, once it's in your head, you're done. It's dead. It's over. Uh, your head just explodes. Boffin spies are telling me 13,100. So yeah, it's on the pricey side. Not pricey side. It's all relative. I think that's a pretty good yeah, price. Yeah, it's going to be more than 10 grand. So, I mean, if you're going to be on the less than $10,000 market, well, only, your only new bike in that segment is really the C700. Yeah, I was going to say, there really isn't a sub 10,000 But point. used, you can get a Africa Twin pretty much anywhere for under 10 grand. Yes. And they're, and they're usually not abused. A lot of them that I've come across are nicely lit, you know, put together by someone that, you know, had grand ideas and dreams and visions of going out and conquering the world, but ultimately went to the, uh, you know, the local coffee shop or restaurant or a bike meet or something like that. Maybe did one or two trips on it. Yeah. So you can probably get one with like 10 or less thousand miles on it for about that price tag. You can probably get a, you know, if you want to go fancy and get like a BMW, you can get one, but they tend to be super no, high. No, don't get a BMW. Kind of price tag. If he wants to do real off-roading with a bike, because that's what it sounds like. He wanted like. lightweight. He wanted something that you could actually take off-road, but wouldn't be horrible because i think he said he, he's got like two hours right. he's got to ride two hours before he gets to the trails right so he doesn't want to like suffer on a dirt bike is basically what he's saying and so like a 690 is really not i mean it's doable but it's not probably the best option yeah they're on the highway they're not yeah made for that. i wouldn't want to i think i think he's right at that sweet spot looking at a tenere 700 and an africa twin yep those are those are extremely i mean i haven't ridden the Yamaha, but you know i can do math extremely capable motorcycles off-road that don't have i mean you're gonna make some compromises but they're not horrible off-road i, I love the africa twin mm-hmm. on road it's not a bad bike like like the secret sauce there, like honda africa twin supermoto that'd be kind of cool. rad the I think with the africa twin a lot of people don't understand is it's not a lightweight motorcycle though it's a 500, 500 pound bike yeah but it's very it's very the way it carries its weight it's pretty low uh, I mean, I, I did that launch. I did the the 1000 CC Africa Twin, not the 1100. Um, and we went out to Moab and we did some gnarly shit. We did some gnarly trails that you're never going to do on an adventure bike because you, you just, just felt more. You just don't do it. Home and the thing. It's extremely capable. It's an extremely capable mo- motorcycle. And I think the, the Tenere 700 is probably more capable because it's lighter. Um, the Just the downside is going to be like, especially... This would be a good question to to know. Um, what's his elevation? Because mm-hmm. we when we were Moab, you know, we get up to that elevation. The hundred horsepower isn't really a hundred horsepower anymore. It's like eighty horsepower, right? And that's going to be the downside with with the Yamaha is you're starting with basically seventy horsepower, and if you get up really high, you're going to be looking more like fifty. And it's going to really be it's going to really suck on the freeway. It's the only downside. Um, trying to get around making passes on the road and stuff. I don't think you could go wrong either way. The downside is you're going to have to wait to get a Tenere 700 right now. Or is, Are they still on a, is there still a waiting list for them? Yeah, there's just the production's really slow. Hmm. Um, you know, yeah, you're going to definitely wait. I think it's hard to get your hands on one. They're, they're, it's not impossible. It's just not easy. Whereas I don't think you're going to have any trouble getting on Craigslist and looking and finding a uh, uh, an Africa Twin, either yeah. a 1,000 or an 1,100. You know, another bike that I think is <clears throat> super capable and you can probably now find them used for about that price range is the Triumph Scrambler 1200 XE. I've seen That's them in an action. interesting choice. That's, 
Would you take that off road though? Would Absolutely. you really like yep. my see, dearest friend here? Our friend David has one and he rides the snot out of it. And I understand that he's a very capable rider, but the bike has taken everything he's given it and not really shrugged at him too much. I feel like that's on that that ADV dual sport coin. I feel like it's whereas like the the Tenere seven hundred and the Africa Twin are more off road biased. Right. I feel like the Triumph is more street biased. But that ratio, it's not like a GS where it's like, like if I had to make a ratio for like a GS, I'd say it's like 25% off-road, 75% on-road. Mm-hmm. And that's how I categorize most large adventure bikes where mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, that's really, fair, I think, for all of them. Yeah. And I would say like you get into that Triumph, that Scrambler, I would be like, maybe it's more 40, 60 off-road versus yeah, like on-road. More than the BMW, but not quite Africa Twin. Right, whereas like 50... Which is interesting because he also owns an Africa Twin and that's been his latest right. beat it up bike. And I think if I got like an Africa Twin, I'd say it's like 50-50 and I'd say the Tenere is probably like... 60-40. 60-40 going the other way. 45 Yeah, something like that. And then if you want more off-road, you're going to have to get like a 690 Enduro or or a proper dual sport you know, so I think 4060 is still bike. a good number though if I want to take something off-road and have fun with it because this is still a 100 plus horsepower motor. It's a very capable bike. It's it's very very stable on the road. You're talking about the Triumph, yeah, the Triumph. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shoot shoot uh, shoot it down. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any issues. It's just like this is the thing that I always struggle with in this category. It's like, well, how off roady do you want to get? Yeah. How on roady do you want to be? Like, because there's there's a spectrum here, and there's a lot of choices in that spectrum. Like, how far down the rabbit hole do you want? I, I see that in the comments section sometimes with some guys where it's like, I literally just think you want a dual sport dirt bike. Yeah, like when do. when you say adventure bike to them, they just hear dirt bike. Yeah, and there's other people you say adventure bike and they think Multistrada with 17 inch wheels. Yeah, and it's just like, well, what's, I think it just depends on that? their background and what yeah. they're used to, right? What are you looking for? What what's the most important thing for you? What features? What use cases? What look do you want to be able to to have? Speaking of used triumphs, what are your thoughts on say a Tiger 800? Because now those are on the Ooh. lower end of the price range too. Because the I 900 like, came out, and I still think the 800 is a brilliant bike. I like a Tiger 800. I really, I think and you can get a, that with a 21 inch front as well. Yeah, I rode that in Moab as well. Oddly enough, different different trip. Um, and I came back being like, you know what? I think this is the middleweight adventure bike right. to have. Right. This was before the Yamaha came out. Um, and, and some other bikes, you know, BMW refreshed its lineup. I don't know if that's changed my mind. The KTM's definitely changed my mind. Yeah. But, like, it, it's a very capable bike. It's a good bike. It's got a lot of technology. It's got some good features on it. It's it's pretty affordable. It's not too heavy. It has decent power. for the, it, It's a good machine. Yeah. I would, that's definitely worth considering as, like, a plan, like, a C in this situation. It's got a pretty good following. If you look at it around the world, there's a lot of people that are out there just beating on these things. Yeah. Uh, they're they're pretty proven. The twelve hundred, not so much, but the oh, eight hundred really big for and sure. awkward. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, that's a good if, shout if out. You wanna, if you want a big bike, yeah, there's plenty of options out there. That's you can a get a twelve hundred all day long, but you got to remember they're big. Like I ride one and I enjoy doing it, but there's definitely holdbacks. I've done single trail stuff on there, and it's silly as hell to do it, and I'm still gonna keep doing it. But um, that said, I am selling my bike. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. But there's still going to be more money. I mean, usually when you go to those larger luxury brand uh, adventure bikes, your BMW, Ducati, even Triumph, I guess, or KTMs, they're going to be in the twelve to $14,000 range, you know, if they're sort of still in really good shape, kind of like mine. Um, 
Um, so yeah, I think if you want to keep it under ten grand, I, personally, I would say Tenere uh, seven hundred. Africa Twin definitely be up there. Tiger eight hundred. Eh, having ridden one a couple times, I would say it'd be up there for me. I would say the only the only bike if I was going to do off roady stuff and I'm want like I'm gonna go shred some gnar. I need a bike that's decent on the freeway. The only bike above a thousand cc's I'd look at was the Honda Africa Twin. Yeah. Everything else I'd be looking at 700, 800, 900, whatever's. And at the top of that list, that would probably be the Yamaha. But I think that Triumph is a good shout. That's a good, like, you want something a little different. Yeah, like, that's instant gratification. You can buy one right now. If you want to buy a T700, you got to wait a bit. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm smart. I, I hate to recommend bikes, especially in this category, to people because it's kind of like, well, it's just very what specialized. You, what are you into? Yeah. What do you... Are you a big dude? you want a giant bike? you want to be on the highway a lot and like do gravel roads once in a while? Go Which one speaks to you more? Right. Like, I, I think the... I think Yamaha did a really good job with the T7. Um, Like, they really figured that out. Like, the guy or gal that's looking for a dirt bike that can go on road, I think they really hit that nail on the head. Like, that's going directly head-to-head with a KTM 690 Enduro and probably showing a little bit more polish for the street and probably not giving up that much in the dirt, yeah. if anything. Right. That's why it's like, mm, that's good. And the price is really good. Price is really good, especially compared to the KTM. Especially <laughs> compared to the KTM. KTM pricing system. Um, where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought. But that being said, oh, yeah, I was like, I'm like I don't know if I would buy one. I would probably lean more towards like a KTM 890 just because I'm looking for, I don't want like a bare bones bike. I don't want, I'm not looking for like, I just want a dirt bike with like street tires. I want a little bit more something. And so like, I'm more of a KTM buyer. That's that's the thing with that category though. More people right? and and the manufacturers are like, no, no, people want more out of these bikes. So we got to throw all kinds of shit at it. Well, that's the thing. Like you, you, I guess what I'm trying to say is reasonable minds can disagree on which one is like the perfect bike for them because it's like, some people are like, yeah, I don't want a bunch of gizmos and gadgets and traction control and ABS and LCD dashes and blah, 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 blah. Because that's something that could break the on the trail. Can break. Yeah. You know, like they yeah, have when I do that trip down to Argentina. They have that mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's that's totally fair. I don't, it's not my perspective. I don't know if I agree with it, but like you can totally, that's totally a reasonable thing. And that's a totally logical conclusion to come to if that's what you think. Absolutely. So yeah, okay. That's fair play to you. So it's, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can't say, like, this is the bike for you, Dwang. I mean, all we can do is say what we said, right? Like, these are the bikes that are in that category that are probably going to be sub, sub $10,000. And at the end of the day, any buyer, if your dealership allows you, which I hope they do, ride the thing. Sure. Right? See if sure. it fits you at all. Totally should ride the bikes. At the end of the day, I mean, we always tell customers, like, let's just take money out of the equation for two seconds. Let's just see if this thing fits you, fits your personality, fits the thing you're trying to do. And if it, and if it says yes to all those things, then we can talk about, all right, let's talk about what your budget is. Because even if someone gave you the bike to you and it didn't do any of the stuff you wanted to do with it, it's, it's wasted. It's not achieving that, that goal that you're hoping to do. So if you're thinking you want to go, you know, do all kinds of BDRs with a couple hours of highway between, then, you know, let's look at what's right for you and, you know, how, good of a rider you are and how much you want to handle uh, is a 1200 fun to pick up every 20 minutes nope you get tired real quick is a 690 easier yep but do you want to ride that on the highway for three hours probably not but people do it people freaking travel the world on klr 650s for god's sake what i'm trying to say is every pizza is a personal pizza if you're on the <laughs> <arena>. <laughs> amen to that that's true 
That's very true. Um, I'm just looking on Craigslist. I just found a motor course listing of all things. Whoa. But you can get a Tiger 800 for, for super cheap, man. You yeah. know, like there's one on here for five grand. There's a bunch of them on here for seven. Um, uh, I thought I heard you want to buy a 2014 or newer one. Was that a thing? I believe so. And again, it's sort of hearsay. I'm sure somebody out there is going to be like, no, they're fine. There was only one little thing and somebody complained about it. But the cylinder head just falls off. It's yeah. fine. It's, it's fine. Totally it's just an fine. oil ring. You don't need the oil ring. Um, yeah. It's an interesting category. I love that category because it's just. It's so it's such a big category. I mean, that's the that's the biggest seller. See, like you go into like the super bike category and it's so easy. It's like, which because like, I can tell you like, which one should you go buy? It's like, well, this is the one that has the best performance. This is the one that's the best value. This is the one that like sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like easy, busy, busy. It's not quite as dynamic as this other category. Yeah. I don't have to sit and be like, well, do you do, do you only like red ones? What's your favorite color? Uh, what color are your legs? Yeah. You they're strong? all like, they're all like, it's like, well, this one's more comfortable than the other. Like, no, they're all incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> they're all a menace to, to, to wrangle around a racetrack. Ugh. They all make over 200 horsepower. Yep. Like it's, it's really like kind of just like, this one's electronics work a little bit better than this one's electronics. And this one, they got totally screwed up by EPA. Okay, fine. BMW. <laughs> what? You said it, not me. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I get, I get enough hate mail from manufacturers <laughs> as it is. Every now and then I'm going to be like, yeah, you realize I didn't say that, right? Like that wasn't me. That wasn't, I don't, I don't have to get yelled at. Um, yeah. ADV bikes are cool though. Uh, so yeah, I think that's about all that I've got, unless you've got something. Uh, no, I don't. I'm just uh, looking forward to riding more in the wet. Uh, I have uh, gotten into place the idea of getting that airbag jacket. My sweet yes. wife said, don't buy anything before Christmas, please. So I'm Ooh. not going to. Maybe T-Man needs to talk to Team Jensen Maybe about T-Man and Team Jensen collaborations for chat about uh, Team Shaheen's Shaheen uh, airbag situation. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And she gets really mad at me when I buy stuff this time here. She's like, every time I come home, I'm like, I got this. She's like, knock it off, dude. Stop it. Stop she it. actually takes, she has a whole note section on her iPhone. And it's just like, one of them is just like ideas for Shaheen's gifts. Because apparently I'm difficult to buy gifts for, which I'm not. Just buy me. I, I, don't buy me anything. I have everything. Uh, but like, she actually like listens to me when I'm like, oh, wow, I really like this one thing. And she's like, oh, he likes this one thing. Let me write that down. Mm. And then my problem is if I'm like, I really like this uh, new martini glass. Oh, cool. He likes the martini glass. And I show up next day. I'm like, I bought the martini glass because I like it a lot. She's like, knock it off, dude. Stop buying shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never like, don't spend money. It's like, it's that time of year. I need you to not buy the shit. Just let me have a chance. So yeah, have a chat with her. That's some first world shit right there. That's totally first world shit. This is uh, every time someone asks me like, how are you doing? I got nothing to complain about. Everything's fine. I got to wear a mask. Boo hoo. It's sunny out. It's sunny out. Yeah, we should we should actually go red. Uh, we should. You haven't had lunch yet? You I have Mountain not. Dew for lunch? I'm, I'm hungry. It is uh, 3.25 p.m. I can't believe your stomach hasn't eaten itself yet. It's got Mountain Dew in it. Mountain Dew. Don't. Don't, don't that do much that. caffeine in an empty stomach just equals to what? You know, changing your pants later. Productivity. That's what it equals. Ugh. Uh, Shaheen, we had a bunch of ANR Pro signups uh, this week. Did you? A bunch. I'm so proud of our listeners. Our listeners rock. Um, I, however, am not so good at noticing when people do it. So I have two people to thank who did it last week, and then kind of were like, "Hey, man, you didn't you can give us a shout out last week." And I'm like, "Oh, oh." 
Sorry. People care, man. So my apologies. But uh, Daniel. Daniel. And Craig. Craig. Can I get um, some both, sugar, Craig? They gave us some. They gave us some sugar last week, and uh, so many apologies for not catching you last week. Many thank yous for 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 doing the thing. Is his name Craig Daniels? Is James Bond. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Oh, James Bond signed up for A and R Pro. Or is there just two people? I think it's two Daniel people. Craig, it's right. two people. That's cool. I mean, we can we can pretend like they're one person. Gonna, Maybe they're buddies. Have you seen those steely blue eyes? Daniel Craig is my favorite James Bond. He's definitely my favorite James Bond. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be a nice discussion for later. They're, they're going to, we're going to get people writing stuff to us. Well, my favorite James Bond. Your favorite James Bond. I mean, like Sean Connery is like the quintessential I mean, James, James Bond. Bond. Like when I think of James Bond, it's, it's Sean Connery, James Bond. Right. No offense to the other James Bonds. But my favorite James Bond is the Daniel Craig. Probably not so much because of Daniel Craig, but just because like it's so a raw. It's just a. They're just a better movie. They're, they're proper action movies now, right. where it's like they're a little campy in the past. Well, he's got attitude. I like that. Yeah. Like if you're that good at your job, you got to have a little attitude. You, you actually think you could take a punch. Yeah. Yeah. Or not sometimes. In the movies, gets his ass knocked out a couple times. Yeah. I like it. It's more human. Yeah. It's interesting. So Daniel and Craig. Daniel and Craig. Thanks. This week, we have uh, five gentlemen to thank. Oh. Uh, we have Nolan. Nolan from. Who? who? Say from where? I don't, I don't have from where. I don't oh. have from where from. Uh, no, I got a couple places from people, not from Nolan, but he did say, just, just put out the show. Don't, don't edit them. Don't just, just get them out every week. Just, just do it. Just do it. To which I said, I have to edit out five minutes of Shaheen's coughing and throat clearing. You're really good today though. I don't think I have that many. Well, cause I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to be cognizant of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's awesome. (laughs) I'm allergic to the cat. Um, Jonathan. Jonathan sent money specifically to fund my Mountain Dew habit. <laughs> he doesn't even want a pro account. He just wanted to make sure he has some Mountain Dew. He also had a question about the T7, and I wonder if we covered it in the... What was his question? Listen to the show. A normal bike is a 2000 SS750, recently upgraded with adjustable suspension. Wow. June, he put a deposit down on a Tenere 700. I've yet to get it. And the sales guy here says Yamaha is way behind on filling orders. I've heard the same thing. It's been six months? Yeah. He's six saying, months? He's the dude's telling him, uh, hopefully in January. Oh, gosh. Which damn. sounds like shenanigans. Super reputable. Don't have any reason not to believe him. Have you heard anything like this with the T7? I have. Looking forward to the show. Daniel, do you think you could have bought and oh, ridden Ohio. a... Oh, in Ohio. Do you think you could have bought and ridden a KTM 790 Adventure? For a little bit more money and like actually enjoyed it for the last six months because like i get it they're like three or four grand more no, money no, no, no. you couldn't get a seven eight the seven eight adventure came out Are they in even really more really limited numbers really because yeah. i see them all over the place here yeah the last batch you see them all over the place i've seen like one here i've seen three i've ridden two are you sure they're not the same one positive different people you've seen them at the same time no different times okay then you don't know for sure that's fair enough. I didn't check anyone's. <laughs> I didn't check anyone's serial number. It'd just be um, weird if like there's one bike riding around town and people are just like having timeshare with it. Ooh, that's a smart idea. Uh, yeah, I don't tell John on this. Like, you know, COVID really fucked up production it did. schedules. It did for a that lot was of things. a bike that was coming late to the U.S. anyways, and then it perfect stormed it with COVID on their production for the U.S. market. Yeah. And now it's the end of the year and shit's weird. Um. So well, I, segment, I don't think that segment really got hit extra hard because suddenly everybody wanted to go out and adventure. Right. Right. It was like van life on the well, motorcycle. But you already had to pause it down. 
So he's, I think he's more like, hey, am I getting shuffled in line or what's yeah, going on? Maybe. I wonder. I don't, I wouldn't. As a dealership, we try really hard not to do that. In fact, we have a, probably 100% at this point not doing that kind of shit. I think it's gross. I don't think it's fair. If you put money down that long ago and let's say you were number two, you shouldn't get shut down because somebody's uncle or somebody's cousin wants to buy one. Right. Um, I don't think there's any shenanigans going on. If you wanted to kind of flex, though, I would be like, I would call up a deal and be like, hey, you told me January. That's still a pretty long time. I'm starting to think about other motorcycles. What are you going to do to keep my business? Well, how much longer are they going to be able to ride in Ohio starting now? Is the question. Probably not at all. <laughs> so, I mean, what's the point? Just might as well wait till April. Well, that was always the issue with this bike was like, it's going to come at the end of the season and that's going to like kind of screw people right. over. Um, although he could put some studded tires on the thing and have a wicked time. A good wicked retarded time. We can't say that. Wicked good time. What's... Where's, he says he says what city is in. I'm not going to say it for for privacy, but I'm kind of wondering how close that is Does to it start with a C in Ohio. <laughs> What's that song? Is like Karen's from Ohio. She's a Scientologist. <laughs> you know what I'm talking? Oh, it's not. It's 99 lines about, or it's 88 lines about 44 women. Oh, that's like that's from, amazing. It's like from <laughs> 1996 or whatever. I definitely need to hear that one. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have to tell them. I, I don't think anything anything shenanigans going on there, but. That's tough. You're like waiting for Christmas, basically. It's tough. I know. But great way to start the new year. Meanwhile, there are like dealerships with with 2019 Africa Twins that they're if selling you, for like 10 grand. If you got your heart set on a Tenere, though, like I, I totally get yeah, it. Yeah. How do you? How do you? I just, to me, here's my thing, right? Like, I want to be able bike to day. ride. I just want to be able to ride. If I was if I was super married to the idea of buying that bike, I'd have probably just gotten another bike in June and ridden it. And then come January or whenever it is, do a little swappy swap. If, I get it. You're going to lose a little bit of money, but fuck, dude, you're just going to ride. It's just money. Money is liquid. It just comes and goes. It's, it's just money. It's just money. You're going to make more. <laughs> the whole idea of making money is to be able to do fun stuff once in a while. Uh, I would, if I was his dealer, I, I'd try and find a way to make it worth his while. Like his dealer should be taking care of himself. I don't have a lot of faith in Yamaha dealerships doing that. That's like a more, like a BMW dealership would totally be taking care of him right now. Well, I mean, yes and no, but here's, I guess, the counterpoint to that mm. the question is is yamaha north america enabling dealers to be able to get these bikes is there truly a shortage of them because worst case scenario the rep for i guess the northeast where he where he is sort of midwest i guess yeah i'm trying to figure out what the line would be you know are there midwest or your northeast but anyways so that rep may be able to say oh you've got someone that looks is looking for a tenere is he open about the color does he care if it's white instead of black or whatever no cool i can probably find him one in chicago or something yeah <clears throat> but the question is is yama north america giving that sort of courtesy to the dealer and then is the dealer then extending the courtesy you know likewise to their to their people as a dealership you don't want to not make money you don't want to not sell someone a motorcycle right so you're not trying to sabotage yourself i mean yeah we've had experiences at dealerships that makes you go how the fuck are you still in business but the eternal optimist in me says, I would put the onus on the manufacturer. There probably is a true shortage of, shortage of these things. We saw it sort of from the very beginning when they were teasing us for three plus years of this motorcycle. And then as soon as it came out, COVID hit and they were like, ah, everything got fucked. Sorry. So here's a couple of them and best of luck to everybody else. So there's two options for our, our friend, Jonathan. Either just get another motorcycle and ride around, at least be able to ride, and then when the other one comes out, move on, or bite the bullet and fucking wait a couple more months. Well, I mean, at this point, like he's waiting. He's not really 
really waiting months. He's waiting weeks. It's going to be like five, six, seven weeks, maybe. Yeah. So it's like... It's hard maybe to be another like, month, month and a half max. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I feel his pain. I feel his pain, too. I'd be... It's... You know, as a retailer, we, we always have to remember, because we do it all the time, and we get used to it, and we can get super jaded to the idea of it, but this purchase, this motorcycle purchase, for, for better or worse, is one of the most emotionally active like it's like a volcano in your mind when you're buying a motorcycle and people can go one way or another about it i've seen people lose their shit in good ways and bad ways when it comes to buying a motorcycle so i totally get it but I, my hope is that other retailers are also cognizant of that and they're like hey man totally get where you're coming from let us take care of you in this this way or that way uh so i'm hoping crossing my fingers that his dealer is super cool and they're actually taking care of him and he'll get to have the bike he dreams of and has epic cool adventures and sends us pictures of it yeah, send us pictures. Yeah, lots of pictures. In the meantime, I think there's a lot of cool videos online right now of this uh, Paul Torres, I think. Have you seen any of these on, on him on a Yamaha? Ten, I, mean, I only watch lockpicking videos, winter sports from 20 years ago, and ASMR. Yeah, that's a, oof. How do you? Ah, oh, yes, I can't. I get GB, GB ASMR, she's the best. I can't, I can't deal with ASMR. Um, huh? No, Paul Torres, P-O-L Torres. Uh, he's a Spanish uh, freestyle writer. Yeah, and dude, there's a couple of videos of him just full send on a Tenere 700. It's my, like I'm like I want one of those. I know I can't do the shit he's doing, but he, the way he does it, you're like I could learn. Probably. I could learn, maybe I'm die, possibly. <laughs> uh, continuing on, Andy. Andy, he, uh, Andy, Andy's going to become my my new bike sponsor. Oh, um, because he had an 08 SMC. Ooh, he had a. 2020 smcr and somewhere in between you had a hyper motard this is you guys are like spirit animals yeah and he goes just like i like the hyper but every day i rode the bike i wish i had the ktm <gasps> Ooh, it's like great now you're just making my life harder i mean i made you a good deal on the hyper you did but that's the the 690 you made me a good deal on the ktm too i know the ball's in your court pal just just little, volley it back on over when you're ready balls in the Core of the Lots IRS. Of balls in your core. There's just balls everywhere. Taxes and can I wheeling my house? Um, but, 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 but Adam from Austria sent us money specifically for burritos. He signed up for AR Pro and he was like, listen, you guys are buying burritos. Do you, you realize we have to go to buy burritos after this? This is done now. Oh, yeah. It'd be, it'd be open, it, wouldn't it? Probably. I think they're open to like nine. What was the place that was closed on Mondays? Oh, the burger place. That burger place. Oh, God. I just want a burger. I don't understand why I have to look at the calendar. Yeah, I'd totally go get a burrito with you right now. Yeah. I totally would. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Dude. <laughs> Again, helping us make bad decisions. <laughs> I love ones. it. Whatever. I love it. Good thing you're doing all this work to your Kramer. <sighs> just eating burritos like a madman every week. I ran yesterday. You did? I jumped rope. Went to the burrito store? And I ran. You jumped rope? Yeah. I have, a, I have one. I was going to. Oh, you already have one. I was going to give you one. I have one in a package, like a real exercise jump rope. Oh, yeah? No, oh, yeah. I bought, a, I bought a nice one on Amazon. Nice. I don't love jumping rope. It's pretty boring, but... Yeah, but it's like you don't have to run anywhere and you're still doing the thing. Yeah, I'm doing the thing. Can you actually do jump rope? Yeah. Really? I'm not like horrible at it. I'm terrible at it. Uh, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not great like double dutch, but I can I can jump a rope. But what if you put on the song, the double the dutch? And then tried to. Do I have it. no idea what that is, but we're going to talk about it after the show. What? <laughs> we have one more name to get through, and then we can get out of the show. You ready? <laughs> John. John from Seattle. Oh, he's basically a neighbor. He's 
practically a neighbor. Uh, making he's making cars for the future. Um, oh. I don't want to say where, but it's um, sounds pretty cool, and I want to talk to him about Wait, it. He's making cars for the future, like the, the the cars of the future. That's what he's working on for a company that is out there. I'm not going to tell you. I want to know so much. I have like a certain level of like you know confidentiality. Are they, Are they hydrogen? Are they? They're fucking cars with lasers, man. Whoa. Do they cut through deers when they come through you? Possibly. The I'm going to ask him now that we have that idea. The freaking cars with freaking lasers on their I freaking like, heads. I feel like he can make it happen if, if, if it's not a thing yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you gentlemen, all seven of you, uh, really appreciate you signing up for our Thanks Pro. Thanks for feeding Jensen, guys. He is getting thin and gaunt and just, I can't see it. it literally it, haven't eaten anything yet today. He has literally not eaten. He has had a full liter of Mountain Dew probably. Does it? Well, I'll take that back. Does it count if like I had it last night before I went to bed, but it was like 1 a.m.? The food or the Mountain Dew? Both. <laughs> I am so concerned about your, your digestive tract. My whole life right now. <laughs> you probably pee neon green. Uh, you definitely can tell when you've had Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's a different shade. Is it like we've had too many vitamins? Here's here's the super gross one. If you drink enough Mountain Dew, it will change the color of your poop to like a yellow. Like you I have to clearly drink. Clearly, never had. Enough and you Mountain have to Dew. drink a lot. I kind of want to try it now, but I'm terrified for my heart. Yeah, you can have palpitations. Holy shit! I mean, you know, holy yellow shit, Batman. And with that, <laughs> uh, all right, Shaheen, that's it for this edition of the Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast. Uh, before we let our listeners go, though, uh, we should know, tell them about the social medias that yeah. we're on. Follow us on at Brap Talk on Instagram, at We Brap Talk on the Twitter. Uh, email us at We Brap Talk at gmail.com. And on Facebook, we are Brap Talk Motorcycle Podcast. Damn, you're Reach on Reach out it. to us. You're on it. Look Give at us you. your thoughts. Your 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 speculations. Uh, how many of you are putting your bikes away for winter? What are you doing to them? Send us your audio reply via email. Via email, because we're probably going to start playing them. I think that'd be air. cool. We'll do like a little answer machine at the end. Yeah. In fact, Beep. this episode we've got a little. We've got one. So we totally do one. We'll, we'll see we're that. We'll see little, that thought. To our little old school tape answering machine where you have to hit the play button and the rewind button. Is this thing on? Yeah. We need one of those. All right, bud. For, 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 you know, genuine sounds. With that, we say. Make good choices and safety third. Good talk. I'll Bye. see you out there. G'day, Jensen. It's Stuart from Australia here. Just wanted to say I love the podcast. Love listening to you guys, you and Shaheen. And uh, just want to say you could keep up the Aussie accent. You're doing a bonza job, mate. And I look forward to the next one. Cheers. Did you? Oh, the cat just burped. <laughs> Gross. Ha-cha-cha-cha. That's my cat. That's all I know. She's mine. Highly possible thing that's getting edited out. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one more bullet point for you, Shane. What do you got?